Gang is an epidemic in our country. We've discussed it many, many times. It is a real, real problem. The Medical College of Wisconsin, Children's Wisconsin, have led the way when it comes to diagnosing problems, identifying problems, and proposing solutions. Dr. John Raymond is the president and CEO of the Medical College of Wisconsin. He is with us live in the studio, and we will be joined coming up momentarily by Dr. Luella Amos, who's with the Medical College of Wisconsin and Children's Wisconsin. Dr. Raymond, thank you so much for being with us. Yeah, good afternoon, John. Vaping. What is vaping? How do you describe it to people? Yeah, vaping is inhaling vapors from a battery-powered device that heats and aerosolizes liquids that can contain nicotine, flavorings, THC, marijuana extracts, and, and other chemicals. So I, I think initially vaping became a thing, and it was thought to be, well, it's not smoking, so it must be safe. But you mentioned nicotine, which suggests that there is an addictive property to this. Is that fair? It is fair, and most commercially available vaping products have nicotine in them, and it can be harmful and addictive. And it was originally a safe alternative to cigarettes, but it really isn't safe. Use and overuse can addict and also be harmful to lungs, brain, and other organs. I, I mean, we, you know, the lungs were made to inhale air, so we're putting anything else in there. We just don't know what's what's in there. And then you talk about kids. What does the FDA recommend when it comes to vaping and our children? FDA does not recommend vaping for children, adolescents, or young adults. And they point out that um, vaping, depending on what's in the chemicals, can interfere with brain development up to age 25 to 28. If I could stereotype Dr. Raymond without any advanced study, I don't find many people my age vaping, right? I'm in my mid-40s. John's in his 50s. I, I don't see that as much. I do see it in a younger segment of our audience. But what is the, the, the troubling you know, a group of individuals, the age ranges where this is really affecting people? Yeah, you know, most of the users are, are young people. Um, the products are colorful and trendy, and they appeal to kids and teens. And 25 to 50 percent of high school kids are daily users of vaping um, and so, you know, that really is a potential problem. They can be addicted in a very short period of time if they do around-the-clock vaping. And its use is so pervasive that many high schools are installing vape detectors in their bathrooms. Yeah, this is a real problem. You know, and here in Wisconsin, actually at the Medical College of Wisconsin and Children's Wisconsin, doctors there were amongst the first in the country to identify that there is a real problem in 2019, kind of sounded the alarm, shouted to the world, we have an issue here. I watched Big Vape, The Rise and Fall of Juul, and we are mentioned in there because of our work. And here's someone who is instrumental in that work. Joining us on the hotline is Dr. Luella Amos, Associate Professor of Pulmonary Medicine in the Department of Pediatrics at the Medical College of Wisconsin and Children's Wisconsin. Dr. Amos, thank you so much for being with us. Thanks for having me. So how did you and your colleagues uncover the risks of vaping for kids? So this is um, pretty interesting. Um, it was the summer of 2019, probably late June, around the time of the Summerfest, you know, the festival that a lot of teens go to. Um, and there were several previously healthy athletic teenagers who were admitted to children's, came to our ER in acute respiratory distress, some in respiratory failure, with complete whiteout of their lungs. And we were just puzzled because these kids were otherwise healthy, um, no previous respiratory history. We figured out it wasn't um, infectious or anything. But the one thing that kind of linked them all was that they had been vaping pretty consistently over the past 30 days to even longer than that. 
I, this is an amazing job you guys did to sort of uncover all of this. But what was it like working to help produce a, a Netflix documentary? That's incredible. You know, there's a lot of mixed feelings. You know, just because we we do take we take pride in our dedication to taking care of children, protecting them. You know, the public was quick to act to to try to help our children, try to make everyone aware of it. Um, you know, and I think it's very important that we brought awareness to this vaping epidemic, but it's also really sad that children had to be harmed, that they had to suffer lung injury to bring attention to this vaping epidemic that's been going on for almost a decade already. Dr. Luella Ellis is with us. Dr. John Raymond is with us in the studio. Dr. Amos, Dr. Amos, excuse me, Dr. Amos, I wanted to ask you, it seems to me, and we've discussed this a lot on the show, this reminds me in ways of the 1950s. The FDA and other agencies were late to the game in saying cigarettes were dangerous and really getting into this. This has been exploding for more than five years. And once again, it seems like the FDA has been late to the game in regulation, in flexing their muscle and doing all they can to protect our kids. Your mission there at Children's is to protect our children. Has the FDA fallen down on this? I think they're doing their best to sort of backtrack. You know, now we're trying to regulate e-cigarettes a little bit more. Of course, the pandemic sort of distracted a lot of the regulations that were put into place. They had to submit um, applications essentially retrospectively because a lot of e-cigarette products were already out there. And they had to submit applications to prove that they weren't doing any harm. Um, Something called a PMTA or pre-marketing tobacco authorization. Um, however, you know, that was already 2020 they were due. And then, you know, 2020 is definitely a known year for, for a lot of things that were going on in our country and the world. So, um, so now, yeah, so, some applications have been submitted and, and many, many e-cigarettes have been taken off the market. But a lot of teenagers, millions of teenagers and young adults now are addicted. So we're, we're way behind the eight ball now. So what is some good advice for parents who may be discovering this with their sons or daughters or have children of an age that, that might be tempted to explore this uh, and, and you're kind of entering that, that late teens or even mid-teens of their life? Yeah. Um, so my advice to every parent, including myself, because I do have a teenager, is to educate yourself. Um, know what e-cigarettes are. Know how to recognize them because they are easy to hide in the house. If you recognize one and you see one, then you will have to act quickly and, 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 and talk to your teen about it. I would start very early talking to your children, middle school age, even, even younger, because they start in middle school. Prevention is really the only real success in this epidemic, I feel. We have a lot of teenagers addicted to nicotine, and, and we're, we're struggling to get them off of these e-cigarettes. So I think education is key. Um, and then second is really to maintain open communication with your teenagers who may already be vaping. Um, every parent knows what shuts them down, what opens them up, what triggers them. And, and, and we have to be very tactful when we discuss this because um, teenagers are not ready to, to give it up if they're addicted. Finally, I think recognizing signs of withdrawal, um, specifically irritability, tremors in the morning, difficulty concentrating, restlessness, you know, these things they can actually experience in the morning after eight hours of sleep from abstaining from nicotine. They're already withdrawing. So um, I know it might be hard to to determine, you know, is this my teen being a teen or is this 
withdrawal, but I think there are some things that we need to be able to recognize to see if we have a problem already going on. Dr. Luella Amos is with the Medical College of Wisconsin and with Children's Wisconsin. Thank you for the important work that you continue to do, Dr. Amos. Thank you for having me. Dr. Raymond, thank you for the work you do every day. Thank you always for spending some time with us. This is such an important topic. Thank you for bringing this to our attention. Thanks, John and Greg.